Welcome to Fintech in the Cloud with AWS, your direct line to the founders, investors, and startups who are shaping the ever-evolving world of fintech. I'm your host, Sakai Damanga. On season one finale of Fintech in the Cloud, I had the pleasure of speaking with Dorothy Copeland, Global Head of Partner Ecosystem and Alliances at Stripe. There's truly no better way to end the season with a fintech that was born in the cloud, AWS, and personifies the true DNA of a fintech, from a developer-driven platform to a global processor offering diverse product constructs all over the world. Stripe is undeniably building economic and payments infrastructure for the internet and the future. Dorothy and I discuss fintech trends as well as AWS and Stripe partnership, which was established in 2011 and how it continues to evolve. Enjoy and thank you for listening to Fintech in the Cloud Season 1. Dorothy, welcome and thank you so much for joining. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you as well. I know that you are an AWS alum, and so I'm really, really looking forward to this conversation. But in order for us to start to kind of set up the tone for the conversation, we like to start off by understanding your background and your journey to fintech. Are you able to give me a little bit of a, a bit about your journey to fintech as well as your current role at Stripe today? I've worked in business roles throughout my whole career for technology companies. The one common thing I've seen, I've always really enjoyed building new businesses for companies that are at the forefront of driving technological change. And as you mentioned, I was an early employee at AWS starting in 2010. And it's really at a company like AWS, it's hard not to see the impact of fintech. So I worked with many different fintech partners at my time there, at my time at IBM. And even before joining Stripe, I worked for a block blockchain company for a little while. And so fintech has always really been part of what I've seen in the partner ecosystem. And it's aligned with what I'm building here now at Stripe. So we're working with technology and consulting partners of all types at Stripe, really transforming the way that our customers use digital payments. In fact, we launched the Stripe partner ecosystem in April And AWS, we're proud to say, as well as Accenture, companies like Snowflake, Slalom, Salesforce, and many dozens of other companies were part of our inaugural launch partners. And so the reason why I decided to join Stripe is because of the way that we're building impact for businesses, as well as the opportunity to build out a brand new partner ecosystem. What was your role at AWS out of curiosity when you were here? Yes, I led the AWS Partner Network. Very cool. So now Stripe is obviously one of the most popular fintechs out there based on valuations and just a different product diversification that's been happening in the last couple of years. But one of the things that stands out when you think about Stripe is their mantra is building for the next era of the internet economy. From your perspective, in your own words, what exactly does that mean, building the next era of the internet economy? As we all saw, the pandemic really accelerated a lot of what was underway already. So much of our daily life is empowered by online services and apps and tools. Kind of, It's an endless list of ways that we're engaging digitally and ways that we may not have, say, five or 10 years ago. In fact, like every online transaction from DoorDash to Zoom to getting your HBO Max or Disney subscription is ingrained into our culture. And it's really not going away. 
The other thing we're seeing is that even enterprises, B2Bs are coming to us and looking for ways to help them have much more direct to consumer offerings, as well as complex pay-in and pay-out solutions. So if you think about all of these everyday services, whether we're talking about a consumer service or a business service, they need some kind of reliable financial infrastructure. And that's where Stripe comes in. And so we've found ourselves now powering huge companies. So we power big consumer marketplaces like Uber, Lyft, Instacart. We've also helped really old businesses, 100-year-old businesses like the Atlantic and Le Monde in Europe to digitize their subscriptions. And then we're also getting involved in big industry leaders like Ford and Toyota have recently launched convenient payment experiences to transform the way that customers buy cars. And so all of these everyday experiences need some kind of reliable financial infrastructure, which is where Stripe comes in. And so we've started to see a lot of transformation over the last few years. And we're now processing hundreds of billions of dollars in payment volume across nearly 50 countries around the world. But what's also interesting about that is it's just the beginning. In fact, according to the IMF, only 12% of spend last year was online. And so we see this as kind of the beginning of the journey of transforming the way that companies are utilizing their financial financial infrastructure. It's a lot like what you've seen at AWS in terms of AWS has been doing the heavy lifting of IT infrastructure and making it really easy for companies to really rethink the way that they're deploying IT over the past decade and a half. Likewise, at Stripe, we're doing the same thing for financial infrastructure. That's a great way to put it. It's interesting. You mentioned this quote from IMF with the 12% spend on online usage. It's so interesting when you're always online and you're always doing things that are connected to the internet, you don't realize that there's a large percentage of the population that still needs to be included in terms of using the internet. And we're obviously just scratching the surface despite some of the innovation that's happening within the internet. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the near future. I agree with you for sure. So the growth is really ahead of us. Right, right. So I would like to talk a bit about product strategy because Stripe has been doing some interesting things outside of starting off as a payment processor. They've diversified their product construct offering to multiple different products, right? Whether they have an actual issuing card that they currently have, whether there's a B2B platform that they're actually putting together. I want to understand from your perspective, when does one build a best of breed product versus a multi-product platform? Well, it really starts and ends with a customer need. And as you, I'm sure, have experienced at AWS, and I certainly did and learned so much, learned so many things when I was there. And one of them was always putting the customer first and listening to the customer needs. And that's always been what we've driven at Stripe is continuing to listen to the needs of our customers. And that's how our product diversity has really grown over the past number of years. And a great example from our product suite is Stripe Tax. We built it responding to direct user need. And on the surface, Stripe Tax really probably seems like a fairly boring product. But if you think about it, if you're a business selling internationally, dealing with exchange rates and local tax systems, and I mean, even if you look at the U.S., it's just the U.S. itself, all of the different state taxes are really overwhelming. And so quarterly accounting can easily become a 
really big mess without the right tools or teams in place. And so providing a tax solution was something that so many of our startup and small business customers were asking us for. And even some of our larger customers, even seasoned operators really cringe at international tax because it's a lot to track, especially as companies are growing quickly, which is a lot of the companies who are our customers. And so we started developing Stripe Tax. We acquired a company that helped us move forward quickly there too. And once we launched it, it became one of our most popular products since our launch. And it's a great example of our approach to multiple features that solve a specific need. And it's actually just a small microcosm of how we've approached building tools like invoicing and billing, which is our subscription management tool, and then a solution for accounting teams called revenue recognition and a lot more. We really love listening to the needs of our customers because we think that keeps us innovating really quickly and making sure that we're kind of keep one step ahead of where the market needs us to be in our solutions. Yeah, no, that's very similar to our approach here at AWS, as you know, we start from the customer and work backwards from there. I do recall when Stripe Tax was launched, I thought it was a brilliant proposition starting from where you guys, or Stripe particularly started from as a processor. I thought it was really smart to actually target that niche segment. That's actually a significant need that, as you said, sounds boring, but it's something that actually needed to be addressed. So I do recall when that happened a couple of years ago. So very cool. Definitely, definitely. And a lot of the opportunity out there for tech companies is around just solving those user needs, as opposed to creating technology that then you go look for a user need to solve. And so we've really found ourselves from really the very beginning of Stripe, very focused on going and solving real user needs out in the market. And I think we're also dealing, right, Dorothy, with a new kind of consumer, a more sophisticated consumer who has needs and actually knows exactly what they want and they want certain experiences, right? So I think it's a fascinating time for whether it's a premium processor or any kind of fintech who's trying to address a customer challenge to actually really listen to what the customer's asking for and figure out how to maneuver that or actually address what they're trying to get to. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. We're seeing many of our customers use our products in ways that we didn't even predict whether it's using our products for like, for example, for direct to consumer, so many big enterprises and large brands are looking for ways to directly engage with their consumers while also making sure that they're keeping their distributors intact as well. And so products like our Connect product allows them to do multiple party payouts at different levels, but also maintain the direct kind of consumer and customer engagement. And so that's been fun to see all the different ways that companies are using our product in ways that we didn't predict. And I remember I was early, so it's a, my time is a little dated at AWS, but I remember that always being a fun discovery as well and probably still is for you. AWS discovering all the ways that your customers are using cloud in ways that you didn't predict. Right, right, exactly. And it's also interesting, gone are the days when there were so many payment processes out there, right? They still are, and there's a lot more globally. And if you were in the payments ecosystem, you knew who the payment processes were. I think from a product perspective, because Stripe has been so innovative with their products outside of their core value prop, which is 
processing. They've been able to actually have consumers understand what a processor does and who's actually processing some of the payments in the back end, which in some ways also quite different, right? So the branding has also been really great in the sense that people actually know what a processor is. Whereas 10, 15 years ago, only if you were in payments, you understood like who was actually processing your payments behind the scenes. So I think it's also an, a testament to the fact that there's been an evolution in your construct and your product and how you've kind of grown outside of just processing. Well, that's true. That's interesting. And even that funny story related to that personal story was when I told my father, my dad, that I was going to work at Stripe. He said, Stripe, I know what they do. That's the first <laughs> time I've ever understood what you're doing in your whole career. <laughs> because he was running a website that was using Stripe through, Square, ah. through one of our partners. So Squarespace, he was using to host his website. And so that's like, to me, that was a sign that, okay, that's interesting that we've really hit mainstream when our moms and dads know what we're doing. Right, right. My background's payments and I've worked for processors before. And now when I mention my previous roles as working for a payment processor, they're like, like Stripe, automatically, that's what comes oh, to mind. So yeah. So the other thing that I'm keen to understand a little bit more is really around building with velocity, right, Dorothy? So Stripe has been building things really quickly and building velocity and at a certain pace for some time now. And I think people who will be listening to this podcast and some maybe founders or really, really precede early stage founders would like to understand what can fintechs learn from Stripe and generating and maintaining high growth? As a company grows, it's really important to document your operating principles and, and where you've come from. And like Amazon and AWS, we're a high document oriented company. So lots of writing. And so one of the things that Stripe did early on was make sure that we're capturing our core operating principles, our core priorities. I can go back and read Stripe's strategy from many years ago and understand where we've come from and where we're going. And so that's something that has been core to our company throughout our 10 plus years in business. And the nice thing that that does is that it if you're really clear in terms of what you're going after as a company and where your priorities are, and you make it transparent for all of your employees to read it, and it enables individual employees to make really good decisions because they know where our priorities are. And so as the business moves quickly and the flywheel spins faster and faster, you keep the rest of the company grounded and you're enabling all kinds of people at every level to make a lot of decisions and become a real business owner because they're really aligned around the priorities of the company. And so one good example is even just recently, one of our co-founders, Patrick Collison, just sent all of us and the leadership team the five priorities for the next two years. And so every day since we've received those, I'm helping my team make decisions around how do we prioritize our partner business based on these five priorities. And that's really helpful as a leader in the business. And so that's something that I would encourage any founder to do is just be really clear about what's important to you, what your priorities are. Definitely go revisit them as they evolve and then also have a set of operating principles or Amazon calls them leadership principles to help your employees figure out what framework to use to make decisions. So Dorothy, how do you view Stripe's partnership with AWS today, given that they are both leaders in a very different segments? And I'm curious to know what are some of the areas you're working on together today? 
Absolutely. AWS is a great partnership, partly because we're a big AWS customer as well. We've been an AWS customer for many, many years. And we're actually just over the past year and a half, just starting to build our partnership together. And in fact, funny story, when I started at Stripe at the end of 2020, the AWS account rep pinged me and said, hey, can you join the AWS partner network? Because Stripe isn't a member yet. And so I actually applied to my own program that I had created with my team when I was at AWS. So that was pretty amusing to me. (laughs) Um, And so it just goes to show you just never know. You need to create things that you ultimately want to be part of down the road. But AWS is playing such a big role for thousands of companies and across so many industries. And as we've talked about already, Stripe and AWS share a lot of the same DNA when it comes to taking a customer first approach, as well as the basis for innovation. And even many of us here at Stripe, like myself, actually spent years at AWS in the early days. So there's so much that we have in common. It's really natural for us to go out into the market together. And so we were thrilled when we formally announced our partnership this last April as part of the Stripe partner ecosystem launch. And we're already seeing tremendous opportunity to help more businesses in the market. We even launched a product together called the Stripe Data Pipeline for Amazon Redshift, which enables companies to make it easier to combine their Stripe payment and transaction data with other critical business data to better understand their customers, manage their revenue, and perform fraud analytics. We're also seeing opportunities come to us in the market where common customers or new customers for both of us are looking to accelerate their move to online, whether it's working together around startups. So for example, Stripe and AWS work together with our product, one of our products called Atlas and AWS Activate or your startup program. And Atlas is a solution that enables companies to incorporate more easily. And then AWS gives those companies as they get started, gives them AWS credits to move forward and create solutions on AWS. And then at the other end of the spectrum, we're working together around large enterprises. Like recently, our executives met with a very large European heavy equipment manufacturer that's transforming and building new online subscriptions and revenue streams. And so while we're actually just at the beginning of our partnership, we see so much potential together out in the market. And that's very cool. That's really great to hear. I am familiar with Stripe and AWS's overall relationship in terms of development, but I'm curious to know if you could share for our listeners, what role did AWS play in the overall development with Stripe and, and at what point was cloud identified in the journey? Cloud was the beginning, the very right. beginning for Stripe. It was We've always been built out on cloud. It was core to Stripe because we started about 12 years ago. So that was at the time when startups were really taking storm on cloud. And that was when I was at AWS as well. And our main customer base when I started in 2010 was startups, just like what Stripe was doing at that time. Are you familiar with some of the tools that you found to make it easier to get started or when they were building? Obviously, the relationship spans from a long time ago, but I'm just curious to know any tools come to mind that you feel are quite beneficial as you grow and you scale your business? 
Definitely. And the front end consumer experience is the part that makes headlines, especially in fintech. But increasingly important is the back office that many businesses want to automate but aren't able to just because of the limitations of their point solutions or their infrastructure that they're trying to bring in and modernize and create solutions. And so Stripe and AWS see so much undifferentiated heavy lifting that companies are continuing to work through. And so, as mentioned earlier, I'm a big fan of what we're doing with Stripe Data Pipeline with Amazon Redshift because it enables companies to get a leg up on revenue management and take the data that they already have and have a lot more efficiency with it. They don't have to transfer data out of Stripe into other analytics tools, but they can actually use all of it and combine it with other data they have right in Redshift. And so that can literally save days and weeks for companies. And so that's an area where we see a lot of opportunity in the market together. One of the things we like to understand as well as we speak to different founders or executives from fintechs is just to understand some of the emerging trends that are coming up in their spaces. So I'm curious to know from your perspective, what are some of the emerging trends that you're observing in your space today, whether it's things that you're seeing currently or things that you foresee as future influencing trends in the next two to five years? We see lots of interesting trends. Like one of them is subscriptions are absolutely everywhere. Everything can be turned into a subscription. Actually, we see that also as a consumer on Amazon, where Amazon's turning lots of things into a subscription. So our Stripe customers, whether even B2B customers are starting to think through how they might have a different approach with adding subscriptions to their product offering. So that's a space that we'll continue to see a lot more of. Another space is there's a real proliferation of digital payment platforms that Stripe is powering. So companies that and solutions that are essentially becoming embedded fintech in their own right. So for example, we see platforms for veterinary clinics and platforms for plumbers and electricians or yoga studios and gyms. We even power some of the church platforms that enable churches to more efficiently create subscriptions for tithing for their members. And so we see a lot of trends of companies of all types and sizes using solutions that have embedded payments as part of their offering. And so this is not something that you would see three or five years ago. And that's something that we think that we'll see much more of. We have thousands of companies today using Stripe for embedded fintech, and we view that as an area of growth in the future. And then really, as the economy is evolving, we don't know where the current economics are going broadly around the world, but there's so much focus right now being paid toward cost savings as well as growth. We're kind of in this interesting, I'm not an economist, but all of us see this interesting combination of companies are growing, yet the economy seems to be having its own adventure at the moment. And so we see lots of companies of all sizes coming to us and asking us to help them both save money, but also create new offerings and better serve their clients at the same time. And so we anticipate we'll see kind of that combination of viewpoints going forward. And that really hits on the real need to have efficient economic infrastructure. 
what's next for Stripe? And is there more anticipation to grow globally and is for global expansion and new product ambitions? I know you've acquired a couple of companies as well. So just curious to get your perspective on, on what's next for Stripe and what's getting you guys excited for the next frontier. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about our partner ecosystem. So when I started, not even quite two years ago, we didn't have much of a go-to-market partner ecosystem. So we've been really focused on growing that out since I've been here and we're seeing a lot of traction. So for example, we, as I mentioned earlier, we weren't even considered a partner with AWS. And so half of it for our team has been really just showing up and creating partnerships and engaging with end customers and helping our partners create joint solutions like we did recently with AWS and we're doing with many of AWS's close partners as well. And so we see that we're just getting started on the ecosystem and there's so much more that we have yet to do to build a world-class ecosystem in the marketplace. So I'm super bullish in that space. And then secondly, you'll just continue to see us listen to the needs of our customers. We're willing to, and this is maybe some advice I would also give to startups. We're willing to kind of listen to the market and realize sometimes we're too early. And then sometimes we need to go back and work quickly. Sometimes we need to work quickly and go respond to the needs of the market as it changes. And so if there's one thing I can tell you, it's that we'll continue to listen to our customers and make sure that we're providing them with the things that they need. Interesting. One thing we've talked about throughout the conversation is really around starting from the customer and working backwards, which is a mantra we have here within AWS and Amazon and for yourselves as well at Stripe, it seems. I'm curious to also get your perspective on how do you define a successful partnership, right? Given the fact that you are creating this large ecosystem globally, in, in your mind, what are some of the things that you feel like are considered to be valuable for a successful partnership to actually flourish, similar to the one that we have today with yourselves? I was just meeting with a partner. I was having coffee with a partner this morning and I was asking her, what are, what are your goals for your area? And so then we were able to talk about goals that we could put together for the partnership. And that's an example of what I think about is you have to align goals between the companies or between the groups that are partnering to make sure that you're creating success on both sides. And I think that's probably why in my career, I've ended up in the partner ecosystem for quite some time at this point is I really love the element of aligning strategies and creating goals that both companies can help each other with and engage with. And it's a real long-term relationship that you start to create with another company. It's strategic, it's sales-oriented, it's about engaging for great customer outcomes together. And it can be complicated, but if you boil it down to the common core, it's about making sure that both companies' goals can align with each other and that you can go out in the market together and have a great end customer experience. Interesting. It's kind of like what we talked about around just understanding the customer needs. In this instance, you're understanding what the goals and the needs are for your partner and vice versa, and really truly seeing each other for what they are and working together and collectively to actually achieve those. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. that's interesting. So Dorothy, we have reached the end of our conversation. Thank you so much for joining. Where can people find you? 
That was so much fun. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So the best place to find me is my LinkedIn page. And you can always learn more about Stripe on our website at stripe.com. Very cool. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, please feel free to leave a review and rating. To learn more about how AWS supports startups, please visit aws.amazon.com slash startups.